0: Today's podcast is brought to you by AudibleTrial.com. That's right, you can go right now to AudibleTrial.com forward slash School of Laughs and download any of one over one hundred and eighty thousand titles that you can choose from. And you can listen to it right on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I recommend a new book by Norm MacDonald called Based on a True Story. Go over to AudibleTrial.com forward slash School to check that out. We're also brought to you today by our Patreon sponsor, Shell Baxter. If you'd like to learn how you can sponsor the podcast with a small, recurring, monthly donation, log on to schooloflaughs.com forward slash P A T R E O N. Thanks, Shell. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to
1: you by Schooloflaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show.
0: Welcome to the podcast. Rick Roberts here. And I do want to thank our Patreon sponsors for keeping the podcast alive. And again, you can find out more about that at schooloflast.com forward slash Patreon. We've got a fun show today. One of my students, Strossi, stopped by the office to uh, talk shop. He's been pursuing stand-up for less than a year, and uh, he's only been in the United States for about 10 years, moved here from Australia. Uh, He was born in Tasmania, so check that out. We're going to talk about his journey, what he's learned so far, obstacles he has overcome and still some on the horizon, uh, conferences he's attended to help him get better. And hosting his own show now in Nashville, which one of the, is one of the number one things I suggest to a comics is to put on your own show so you get a lot of stage time. We're going to cover all that and a whole lot more here in just a few minutes. If you are in the Nashville area and you'd like to take part in the upcoming writing class, we're going to be cranking that out November 7, 21, and 28, between 6 and 8 p.m., at SIR here in Nashville, Tennessee in the downtown area. Again, that's the 7th, 21st, and 28th of November. If you're a former student and you've taken the writing class before, feel free to pop on in and use your lifetime membership to uh, soak in all the information from your new perspective further on down the line. Uh, Cost is just $200. Space is limited, so I would need an email from you to let me know that you're interested and I can save you a spot. You can shoot that to me at schoolofloss at gmail.com. And one more note if you are a Patreon sponsor, we have our Google Hangout right around the corner. It's coming up on Saturday, October 29th, between 1 and 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, that's October 29th. That's our Google Hangout for Patreon sponsors only. That's uh, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right, let's get into today's podcast with my good buddy, Straussy. Well, I'm here with Straussy. How's it going, buddy? Good, thanks, man. How are you? Doing good. Straussy, I met back in February. Yeah, yeah, I did the course with you in February and March. Yeah, and so we had a fun group with that uh, writing class, wasn't it? We did, yeah. We had some good laughs, some characters in that bunch. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then you stuck with it, did the performance class. That's right. Yeah, and that's when I saw this guy's not to writing good stuff. He's got a lot of energy, and the uh, the angle that you have with being from Australia it ha- is so much fun, and it can be part of every single joke if you want it to.
1: Yeah, and I kind of, that's kind of what I was thinking about the whole idea when i started doing it and it it came up in during the course that everybody in the course was like oh you got such an advantage over us being australian and i mean i kind of didn't think of it in that way to begin with but it really is an advantage (laughs) advantage yeah it is
0: and um tell me a little bit about growing up in australia and then what brought you to the united states
1: okay well um after school I, i went into playing music for forever i've been in the music industry and um Played, I played bass and sing a bit. I mean, I'm not a great singer, but, you know, I got into songwriting and that as well. Plus I worked um, in music doing sound um, for bands and all that kind of thing. I got involved in that as a job when I didn't have work as a musician, you know. So at um, at some at, towards the early 2000s, I just wanted to come and have a look at, in America because, um, you know, basically all modern music is based out of America, you uh-huh. know. It's, that's where it comes from. I mean, other places of got involved with it but I wanted to come and check it out so I wanted to I came over and uh, on a trip and just discovered songwriting and and wanted to get involved in that so ultimately about a year and a half later I moved over to do that and the, I've been here almost 10 years now.
0: And how old were you when you moved over?
1: Um I guess I was forty one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Really? So you're fifty yeah. one? Yeah, I'm fifty one. Well, you got another great thing going on <laughs> as you don't look fifty one.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's a that's a, that's kind of a byproduct of being in the industry too. You know, I think as I've as I've got older I work with people who are um younger than me uh-huh. all the time, you know. So you kinda it keeps your keeps, keeps your you fingers on the pulse a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And yeah. and I and also I haven't had a family and, you know, got was that an don't axe murdering say, thing that say. happened? How do you get rid of
0: the family? <laughs> well, I,
1: I, I didn't, I, I did, I was married in America for four years, but before that, I didn't have a wife or gotcha. a family, you know. So, I've kind of been able to do whatever I, I wanted to do without having to worry about anybody else. Which is, you know, that's a, it's not necessarily by choice, but it certainly makes it easier for me to do things.
0: Yeah, it's an advantage as far as planning your time and spending as much time on on it as you want. Yeah, yeah. Very good. When you're growing up, it's curious for you a big Midnight Oil fan. Um, <laughs> I, <liked> I was. <laughs> were
1: well, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, and the, Girls on the podcast can't see. But I've got the bald head. So, I was going to say, uh, a foot
0: taller, you could have been a singer for Midnight Oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well.
1: I, I like. I always liked Midnight Oil, but they weren't my favorite band. But I, uh, you know, I was into it. Yeah. They were kind of political. Yeah, they were pretty. Super, in Australia, they considered as super political. Yeah, yeah, and
0: even they were you know talking about American politics and like taking you know the country away from the Native Americans and all that stuff. Yeah. Beds are burning and all those songs.
1: Yeah, and that um, well, you probably find that song was written about the Aborigines in Australia. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It just translates across to
0: yeah I guess else. everybody took over something from somebody. Yeah. now you're taking over America. Yeah exactly. <laughs> American comedy <laughs> well, that's cool so so you moved here you're doing songwriting and stuff and then what put stand-up comedy on your radar?
1: Well, I got to the point where I wasn't um, writing or being creative and I can't, not to say that I'm over the music industry, but I was kind of burnt out on the whole music thing and I decided I started writing a movie. I had a, an idea for a movie and started got the software and started writing that. And I wanted it to be funnier because it's a comedy. And mm-hmm. then um, I was looking at various things to do with um, how you pitch movies and all that t- type of thing. And I thought, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be harder than pitching a song in Nashville to pitch a movie. right?
0: <laughs> Much know. bigger budget on the line.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just like unless you have an agent or a manager in that industry, you can't mm-hmm. pitch to a major um what do you call it, studio. You know, right. so I just thought um I looked at I started thinking about how comedy comes like comedy movies come from uh people who have come through stand up. And through then through SNL and even people who write for that are the ones who end up writing movies anyway. So I thought I I just I saw your looked started looking into it, found your course and thought that was a good way to um get better at writing comedy and see see if that helped my movie you know but in the same process like as soon as we did the first class i saw it all on paper instead of thinking this has to be the naturally funniest person right in the world that gets up and and does it i saw it as an i went this is an act it's not just the naturally funny people who get up and do it you know it's it's it uh, has to be written. Uh, you have to learn the stuff. You have to perform it. You have to get your delivery and all that, and put all the pieces together. And and that's when I figured out that it was something that wasn't just didn't just happen. Right. <laughs> what you see, what most people see, a comedian and go, oh, he's just so funny, you know. But and and some that that helps for people with cr- doing crowd work and all those kind of things. That there's all the stuff that I've found right. out since, you know. But it's it's also doing the work and making it happen. And I'm just as soon as I saw it that way, I went, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take me a while. You know? Yeah, it's a
0: process. And if, if you enjoy the process, then you never have a down day yeah. as far as that's concerned.
1: And and uh, someone asked me a, a little while before that, too, what do you love doing the most? And I, and my answer was I'm making people laugh. And I didn't even think about it that way that I could be a stand-up comedian. I've always looked at it as being the hardest. From the entertainment industry perspective, I've looked at it as being the hardest thing that anyone could do Is stand up there by themselves it's, And take the, the take, take the, the beating yeah. If it's the
0: beating And take the last of his its last You really are under a microscope Doing stand up Yeah You yeah. know Music and, and I play a little guitar And write songs obviously But You always have the guitar To hide behind
1: Exactly Yeah, yeah. It's it's And a band to hide behind Especially I've never always been The lead person I've done it mm-hmm. But most of the times I'm in the band You know, So you're behind the lead person Anyway right. You're not really out front but it is good. To, it's great to have had that stage experience and time, in entertainment behind me first. That, yeah. that's been a huge advantage for me. I think.
0: You know? Yeah, I think your confidence and just your awareness on stage of how the show's going and all those little, uh, like, the, the perception of what's happening is actually more dialed in than if you've never done it before.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I found it like I've been. I mean, we talked a little bit before the podcast, but I've building a, built a website. I've just got that online and everything. Just all of the social media side of it i've got people around me that i can talk to about that stuff and that's been a real help for me to get things going further than what would, some people would have maybe take longer to do that
0: yeah you know? yeah you know a lot of people in the industry that do those kinds of things so it's just a matter of calling them up and making those connections
1: yeah yeah and i have i've and uh, they are because uh, like right now i'm a production manager for a country music artist so i tour all over the country um doing that but i've also got people at major labels and and people that are um publicists or those kind of things that are uh, associates or friends already right that i can just you know bend their ear about what what kind of things i need to be looking at or
0: no, that's good to have you know not everybody has that and, and some people have their a different bunch of resources that they don't even know they can tap into yeah you know for a yeah. comic doesn't have Friends that do web design or whatever, you've probably got friends that work at companies where you could probably do a show, or you probably have friends that you know are connected to somebody. Yeah. And so it's about maximizing your connections, and not—I hate the term leveraging your friends because it sounds like you're using them, but you're just utilizing the the relationship you've already built up. Yes. And you're going to help them with something too, so it's it's mutual. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Now let me ask you. We'll talk about your website real quick, and I want to talk about the show you're producing now. That started, was last night the first one? Of yeah, those? last night was the very, very okay. first one. Yeah. Well, let's put a pin in that, go back to the website. Uh, what kind of things did you find that you wanted to be part of your website? and What took you longer than expected, and what are some cool things that, uh, I know the, the graphics on there we were talking about a second ago, uh, you utilized Fiverr. Talk about that for a little bit.
1: Yeah, so um, Fiverr was kind of like the <clears throat> a little later in the process. I'd already found out about that from Joe Barker, who did the course with um, in, in yeah. my class, you know, he did the course with us and he had told me about Fiverr and I did, didn't know about it before that but I c- kind of had that on the back burner behind it but until I c- had everything underway and I had a friend who just built a website on Squarespace which is a uh, platform um, yeah. uh, what, I'm not sure Drag what platform and drop. yours is but I'm it's on WordPress WordPress, yeah. and um, Squarespace is one that you do have to pay for once it's live but you can renew it for free every week while you're building it you don't have to pay for it okay. while you're building it. It's just every week they'll say your your trial has expired, do you want to extend it? And you just hit extend and it's away. You know? So you can keep it keep it there the whole time. You don't have to pay for it until you get online. And I think it end up costing me I paid for it for the year, it's just under a hundred dollars, eight dollars a week or something. Yeah, it's
0: pretty affordable. Yeah.
1: And um the thing, like, so my friend had just built one on there, and she had has her own started a business, and she spent a lot of time um, learning how the how the platform works. So she offered to help me get going with it, you know, and, and that really helped because. I mean, I'm not great at picking up stuff technically straight up mm-hmm. from reading it off the instructions. <laughs> right, you either. know, so it's it's good to have someone show you through the process, you know. But it ultimately, the Squarespace has been great, and um, it look I feel like it looks a little more professional than the other free ones. Yeah, and just the layouts are great, and and it it really once I got going with it, I found that it is easy on self self help. They have lots of instructional videos to to work through if you want to find out how to do it you know that's cool so i got got started with that and then i've had to figure out what i wanted to do for uh, the graphics and stuff and i knew that i needed to get some photos done so i went and did a photo shoot um having been in the industry i just know roughly what you need to do for right. a photo shoot and i have uh, a friend uh, who is a rock and roll photographer and he I don't know if he cut me a deal, but it basically cost me like $350 to do a photo shoot. And I did all my photos. I bought some props and things, which if you go on the website, you'll see that got some stuffed animals and you work with puppets huh? Australian flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty funny the whole puppet thing but every a few of the people who have been have seen my site now have asked me if i work with puppets because i had these stuffed toys in the yeah industry. he's got an
0: american eagle and a couple of koala bear yeah that was a, <laughs> yeah. no, it was a kangaroo a kangaroo yeah, yeah. so like when people see it they're starting to ask colin now hey <laughs>
1: so you work with puppets <laughs> no no i
0: didn't so think that's that i mean that that's that. something that you learn there like if you're thinking about putting a website together you know be aware of what props you have because it might send a message that you don't expect. Yeah. And so yeah. The, the last thing you want is somebody not to hire you because they just assume it without even asking you. <laughs> yeah. So that's but, right. But you've done some additional photos to kind of minimize that and
1: yeah, I realized that after, like at that point which once everything was all up that I probably concentrated a little too much on my photo shoot of using those props and I should have done mm-hmm. some more just with myself. I did some which which was which is okay, but I just I probably should have focused a little more on some just with me right. you know? and then um I did all the photos the photo shoot on a white background, and then so that 's when I went to Fiverr and I wanted to put um, put them on different backgrounds I wanted to the one that with that I use on my cover shot I wanted to have look like I was in the Oval Office kind of feel with the flags and the right. and the desk you know the um, type of thing so I, uh, on Fiverr, I found this guy who um I just went through and had a look at whose work I like the best on there, and and then figured out the the guy that I wanted to try, and then I you send him a message and and they send you a price. They do have like set quotes for different things, mm-hmm. but then you, if you have a custom thing that you want them to do, you send tell them what you want, and they send you an offer, and you accept it or not, you know. Yeah, I've then. used
0: them in the past for a couple of things, and it's uh, it's cool because you can not see their portfolio. Yeah, and then they have those little add-ons or extra gigs or whatever they call them. You know, if you want to add a layer of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, customization. Yeah. to it. You know, something beyond what they just normally do. So that's a good resource to have. So the website's up, and that's that takes a lot of time, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of drained me a bit, and which I talked a little bit before about that. I've kind of found that I've spent a lot of time on that, and it's taken me away from the jokes and. I've still been working on the jokes and and on my bits and everything and open mics, but I just really need to get back to it a little more. Yeah.
0: Website's one of those things where you're just going to have to anticipate some downtime like you did. Yeah. And just hunker down and, and get through it, so that you can get back to the material. But as soon as that happens, there's always something else. <laughs> I know, up, right?
1: I know, it's going to be the next thing. Yeah.
0: Well, tell me about the show that you're doing now. Was was last night the first one you said?
1: Yeah, it was the first one, and it's called Straussy with mates. And I, um, since I've been doing open mics around town, the 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 things the thing is, it's hard to move into doing shows with the job I've got because I'm always out working weekends. Right. And so I know other people that are at the same stage as me or a little more advanced that are out traveling to Chicago for the weekend, Atlanta, you know, down south Birmingham, you know, even they can go... I know people just go to New Orleans for the weekend to, to chase shows mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, and do th- kind of the next level of what I need to do. So I didn't don't really have the ability to do that at the moment. So I just figured, well, if I create my own show... And have it on a Monday night, or you know, I can have it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. any of those nights. Then it gives me the opportunity to do a show and also do some hosting and and kind of and um, kind of yeah, get those thing. skills down a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: So how did last night go? Give me a breakdown of the flow.
1: Oh, it was good. We I booked uh, three local comedians, and um, and then I, we did. So I opened the show. We I got about. I had about. It, it's in a, a space at Third and Lindsley. They have a backspace, a backstage space mm-hmm. there, which, you know, it, you it could probably fit eighty people in there, packed in, you know, kind of thing. And it, uh, we had, I had forty-five payers. I put five dollars a head on the, oh good. on the door, and I had um, got on my Facebook and pumped it up, yeah, and, and also just you know i think for when you do your first show you can rely on your network of people to come out the first time right yeah we'll see how it goes Um, right yeah and and they come out and see whether you're any good and then we'll see next time whether what they thought i guess
0: you know so how much time did you up front on that show the MC didn't did like 10 or 15 or yeah
1: i did it was probably yeah by the time i did all the intro stuff and all the rest of it it was probably close to 15 yeah i think i did probably 15 on the
0: front of that and the other comics did how much
1: um so I had the um first guy up uh he did probably ten minutes and then we have a, a bit that we're working on we did together. I'm doing Oh um, good. Yeah, um another guy starting out at the moment, Danny Kazadi, he's African. And so we're starting a thing called um we're working on a, a concept called African Australican.
0: Yeah. That's great. I know him. <laughs> yeah. He's really sharp.
1: Yeah, Danny, he's 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 very dry and great delivery and stuff like um so we worked on the concept of we're interviewing each other about moving to America. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so we like, I don't, you know, this it, that was the first time we've ever done it. We just wanted to get a, get a start on that. Because it's not something you can just walk into an open mic and do right. it, that easily without setting it up and telling them we need two mics and that kind of thing, you know. But we came up with the idea a few weeks ago and we've just been working on it. And we did, it was probably under 10 minutes, probably six to eight minutes we did did on that? You
0: well, that's know? cool. The go over, all right?
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, it's one of those things. It's hard to know when you're doing it because you're so focused. It's the first time you've done something. You're thinking about the part, about the the bit, and trying to remember where what you have uh-huh. coming up next and all that stuff. So. It was hard for me to get a concept of how it was going down at the time, but all the feedback I've got today and last night after the show, people really liked it because it was something a bit different. Yeah, too, definitely. You
0: know, yeah, that's cool. So you guys do that, and you have a couple other comics on the bill.
1: Yeah, we did that, and then I had two more comics after that. Anybody yep. I know? Oh, uh, yeah, Jessica Carter. Yeah, yep. And um, Brad Sativa.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a good show. A lot of variety.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was. Um, I think it was pretty well paced and spaced out and everything. You know. Um, I think you always look at look look at it and go, Oh well, there's something I would do differently uh-huh, sure. or whatever, you know? And I actually had it videoed as well. I've been that's another thing we hadn't discussed yet, but I've been trying to um, I work with a guy who's a this is another connection thing, you know, but I work with a guy who has a video production company and I do some work for him as a trade out for his doing my video oh, right. yeah. That's um so I'm creating content already but I haven't posted any yet because i've been so busy i was slamming to get my website up and i um and you know i went to the the clean comedy conference in san diego last week yeah and um and we set up to talk about that but i made that my deadline to have my website up so that it forced me to get it going because i didn't want to go to a website and uh, go to a conference and hand out a card and not have a website and all that stuff so it was it really pushed me to get everything (laughs) online. The website's still not quite where I want it yet, but I can still tweak it, and I just wanted to make sure it was up.
0: Yeah, no, it's and smart to have a deadline. I, You know, I teach time management stuff sometimes in my speeches that I do, Yeah. but one thing I came across is called Parkinson's Law, Okay. and that basically says that work will expand to fill the time allotted for completions. Uh-huh. So if you never have a deadline, it will take forever because there's no bookends on the side to stop it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you say it has to be done by Saturday, well, it might get done Saturday night at 11:59 p.m., but it'll get done because you set that forth. So, that was smart to have that that deadline set up on the website. So that the majority of that is behind you, and now you've got a place to put your videos that you're shooting.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm setting. I haven't I haven't done it yet, but I'm build, You know, going to start a YouTube channel that connects mm-hmm. to a page on my website, and then I can. You know, we talked about you've talked about on the podcast before about linking and um, how whether to use Facebook Live and all that stuff, but I, I'm um, I will have a YouTube channel set up with those videos. I just—that's the next thing I've got to yeah, knock out, and you that'll know. take a little time. Well, I'm hoping to have it up next week because it's—it's it's important to me. I've got a—I've got a political bit that I did on the show last night that I really want to get online before the election because it's once the election's over, it could be done, you right? Know? And I—and I just want to have get it up there because I think, especially. Most people I'm connected to, I'm connected to a lot of people in America, but my friends back in Australia are connected by Facebook, and I want to get it up there so they can have a laugh at it before the no, election. That's good. Too, I look forward to know. checking that out. Yeah. And it's
0: funny, too, like the I came up with a joke last week that I wish you would have had like six weeks ago about the election. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, a friend of mine, um, the setup is a friend of mine has the the biggest political opinions but none of the background to support any of it. Like, he's so unaware. He's like, you know, with just Hillary and Trump left, it kind of bums me out. I wish I wish Barry Sanders didn't drop out of the race. <laughs> I'm like, Barry Sanders dropped out of the NFL. He was a running back. He didn't run for office. You know, he ran for 1,500 uh, 1, yards every season. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, that would have been a great joke to be doing all year, you know, since Bernie uh, Sanders dropped out. So, anyway, I know what you mean. Like, you got that joke, you want to get it up and get some mileage out of it. Yeah. And uh, get some run for your money. I spend a lot of time
1: on this one, too. I did a... It's a thing where I did about the political race uh-huh. and how it's not a race; it's an election. And so then I turn it into a horse race, and I call it with all the candidates running. Oh, good, it, good. So yeah, so it's like a—it's a pretty fun piece. Everybody, it, everybody likes it. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. If you uh, if you get that up soon, let me know, and I'll link it to this podcast note so people can check it out. Yeah. Cool. Definitely, right, definitely do okay. that. Yep. Tell me about the uh, clean comedy conference. Um, you guys heard me promoted on the podcast, and I think that's where you heard about it, probably right. That's right, yeah. And that was put on by Brandon Young and some folks out there in San Diego. Tell me about the overall experience, and maybe some things you learned that you're doing right, some things you learned that you didn't know about before, and just the overall experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it was a, it was um, it was a great like for someone at my level, it was perfect, you know, because the people there were so helpful and and. You know, you've been to those type of things before. The networking part of it is you feel the camaraderie of the other comics. Everybody's connected. Mm-hmm. Some people were connected by your podcast. Other, You know, I met some people, who, some of the listeners, you know, who were connected by that. And then you kind of find the people that you fit in with a little more than the others uh-huh. or whatever. So it was good to, you know, compare notes with people from all over the country and a lot of the people were from san diego there were a lot of like locals and stuff you know but that was great um, a really good part of it because you know when you're getting started out we're meeting the people locally here but you don't really get to meet people over the country right. and you know that that's how this whole the system works with this business it's like people that you know in other areas when you go there you want to hook up with them and I talked to some of the guys about coming here and maybe even being on my show sometime you know people who aren't too far away that might want to come in town for that you know so that was you know the initial thing um the the networking part of it then we had there was a lot of um we actually performed twice in front of the panel um everybody in the in the conference got up and did a two-minute bit in a competition to for entry to the san diego comedy festival Uh and so we got to do that and then we had on the on the last day we all did a a three minute bit for um the the panel to critique oh cool stuff and so uh the some of the stuff that i really picked up and Um, one of the panelists Scott Wood talked about a lot is the the writing 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 you know do the work do the work do the work he was really adamant about it and showed us examples and gave us a lot of good information that he had to to help with writing and a lot of it it was very similar to what I learned with you in in the course Mm -hmm. the best part about that was it was a a reminder for me. Oh, go back to we go back yeah. to square one because I've kind of maybe got away from that a little bit and gone. Oh, Rick taught me all this in the beginning. What was it, you know what what have i been doing lately? I've got to get back to that and 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 so that was really good. It just um, a similar approach to how you expand and edit mm-hmm. on your jokes and you know and so that that was a really good um, a really good part of it. Getting the feedback from people like Eddie Brill and uh, Jimmy Brogan, that was invaluable because I not only got to hear the feedback for me, but for other people like
0: yeah, you can learn as much from that, can't you?
1: Yeah, I really did, and you know, just things that Eddie because. Um, I don't know. Most people already know about Eddie Brill, but he was the booker on uh, David Letterman for eleven years. Right, and, and did the and crowd also, warm up for it yep, too? The and then, up, then Jimmy Brogan oh yeah. picked the
0: comics for the Tonight Show for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So those are two very seasoned guys who have seen a lot of comedy. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool
1: to have that feedback from those guys because you can hear all the feedback they give everybody and go, "Oh my god, he's so right about that." Uh-huh. Like, just simple things like Eddie saying that he. Um, don't come out and ask the crowd questions. Right. Don't do it. Like he says, I hate that. He goes, you don't, you don't have to listen to me. I don't necessarily know everything, but I don't like it when they come. You come out and ask questions. Come from a point of view of power where you are telling right. the crowd something, not asking them the question. And people come out and say, "How y'all doing?" Like it's just one of those things people do to get comfortable. But don't do it. Right. Just come out and introduce yourself. You know, don't be asking them. That's like a. It's a crutch kind of thing to yeah. do, yeah. And then his uh, other thing was um, uh, one of the great p- points that Eddie made to me was, and this was kind of after all the critiquing of your bit, He was complimentary, but also, you know, pointing out the the things that I needed to work on and and all that. But he said to me later, he said I, he said it felt a little bit like you were reading the part you know and i said well you know honestly i that's kind of what i do is i learn it like i memorize it totally memorize everything so because i'm not very good at just coming with up with it on the spot uh-huh. all the time you know and and i uh, you know having haven't been in music i understand that that will come right in time you know but he said well he said you, he said that's exactly right you need to memorize it then you need to totally forget it <laughs> Yeah. He said then memorize it then forget it because he said when you were doing things in your normal speaking voice it was really good you know but when it sounded like you were reciting something right. then it felt like you were reciting something and you just have to get, he said you know when we see you naturally on stage you feel it it feels really natural and normal and everybody's going to warm to that you know but when it feels like it's a rehearsed thing then it's it's yeah. not it's not quite there you know and I I can totally see what he said and and I know that that's like we all talk. Everybody talks about the stage time, you know, time on stage. That's it's just that. Yeah, you know, I've just got to get out there more and do more.
0: Well, the cool thing is you got your own show now going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to do it too often. I think I probably I need to go and talk to the venue about it, but maybe every six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I don't want to burn out the crowd who are going to come,
0: yeah. and see it, you know, and you know. Th- you don't want to overthink it, too, because it will rotate a lot. I would I would suggest if you could have it once a month, that way it's like the, the last Monday of the month or something where people just know that's when it's going to be mm-hmm. without having to check too many details. If it's every six weeks, it's going to, hard to be hard to tell when it is, and it's going to move all around. Yeah. But if you just have that consistency, it would be easier to promote. Every poster can just say the third Monday of the month. You never have to put a date on it. Yeah. I see you a know? lot
1: of that with the with what people do. I, I just... I feel a little bit nervous about m- the monthly but I'm yeah. um, it, it's still I'm still thinking about it. It's going to have to it's going to have to sit the re- the reason is with the venue I'm doing it at which is a great room for it. It really is um it it changes depending on their schedule, you know. That's like, true too. Yeah, so I I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to make it that standard thing but I do understand what you're talking about totally. Yeah. I'm I'm still <laughs> mulling that one around. It's yeah. like I just the dust still settling on the first one and
0: Yeah, well, that's cool. That's a, the main thing is you've got it got it going and and uh, tell me real quickly about how you how you connect with that venue in the first place, and what the process was for getting that show put together.
1: Um, well, that's another advantage of the music industry that I have is that I actually worked at the venue for a couple of years. Oh, great. Doing sound there, you know. So um, I just went and saw the manager and said, "Hey, Ron, I want to want to put uh, this is what I'm doing." <laughs> and He's <Yeah>. what comedy? Because <laughs> all right, like actually, it was funny because Ron's like, "Oh." Okay, how do I get into the comedy scene? Yeah. <laughs> like he wants to, he's like, Oh, okay, what what goes on around? He said, like, I know the zanies, but what else is happening? Like he suddenly thought I could see his mind turning yeah, up Yeah. yeah. Oh comedy, yeah, that's a thing, you know. Because so, cool. he has this little space, it's um Third and Lindsley is a um it's about a five hundred head room in Nashville. Um, and it's a great it's seven nights a week music room but he they have a backstage space there which as I said before I think it probably you know it would be comfortable 80 people in there you could probably pack 100 in if you try but they have a lot of couches and stuff and it's a real cozy place right yeah yeah so it's a it's a good warm environment and it kind of you can't have a show in there while there's a, a band playing right, in the, in the main her. room because there's too much noise coming through the wall you know but it's uh, so we we had the show early at six thirty which uh, you know it's hard to get people at six thirty but it's, it's not that's you know contradictory
0: statement it people they're not used to it but maybe if you felt like as a happy hour type thing
1: yeah I think the thing is for it. I didn't mind it too much because a lot of my friends and the people that I was having come, you know, I had forty-five people, so it was good. Um, but a lot of them are music industry people who are used to go who who go from work to a show. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't so bad in that respect. And I think those people appreciate being out by eight o'clock because they like right to get in and get out and go home. You know, so it, it was it was good for that reason. And I kind of like the time slot that way, you know.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. Um, on a, especially on a school night, you know. That's right. <laughs> I was going to say it's sometimes on a school of last night if it's on Mondays, but maybe I can squeeze in there one day when I'm teaching a class. Yeah. Well, cool. It was good catching up with you today. Um, in the short term, I know you've got your YouTube channel you're going to work on and cutting these videos up. Anything else, any other shows on the horizon you're trying to gun for before?
1: Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm just um, I'm trying to figure out when I've got uh, like a week or two – or a, a weekend off if I want to, you know, chase up some of my friends, maybe the people who were on the show. The guys I had on the show are very active and mobile, at like, a, in the industry, mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why I like to have them on there because I, I want to associate with people who are pushing forward and not just, you know, doing the, the rotation yeah. thing, you know, right. spinning the wheels kind of thing, you know. So I... um I'd like to, I really, and I thought about this today, you know, I really need to get in with, uh, get together with some of those guys and say, hey, well, on this weekend, what are you doing, you know, yeah. and maybe we'll go and do a road trip and go and work some of the closer clubs because, um, you know, I mean, you probably, I've heard you talk about this too, you know, when you're coming from another town, people are more likely to give you a 10-minute slot on a show, yeah, you know, that kind of thing, so... Yeah. Um, and these guys are already doing it and I don't have that opportunity. So I want to try and like, especially through Christmas and that, like we don't go out and work, we'll have some weeks down where we're not, um, touring. Uh-huh. So I really want to try and I need to get onto that now. And probably, um, so I'm thinking one more show before the end of the year at, um,
0: at third,
1: it, yeah, at third. And then, and then try and just figure out ways to get out there and do other small shows because it, it's, it's. Like, I mean, I've done a lot of open mics, and I still do, need to do a lot more, but doing a show is a different entity. You've got a crowd there that are, are going to laugh rather than just you. You've got a crowd micers. of civilians, not yeah, just yeah. comedians. <laughs> yeah, the open micers are uh, – and I know, too, because I'm sitting there thinking about my bit the whole right. time before I go up and kind of miss some of the gags and go, oh, what did you say? I missed that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a harder
0: – It's a harder I mean, room. Harder it's harder to get comics. a laugh,
1: but you need to do that Yeah, to get –
0: well, you need to do that so you get it memorized and unmemorized
1: and get it f- familiar. Yeah, and work the work through the bits, find the, the funny bits, and yeah,
0: uh, yeah. excellent, man. Well, yeah. appreciate you stopping in today. Um, I'll link to your website at Strawsee. dot com. S T R A U S S I E. That's right. dot yep. com, and uh, I'll link to that. And if you gets me the if you get me the link to the video. Yeah. Soon. yeah. 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 Um, I'll put this up on Thursday. It's Tuesday today, so if you get it done before that, let me know, and I'll hook into it. Okay. And uh, we'll keep keep an eye on you. All right. Thanks, Thanks for stopping in, buddy. Thanks, Rick. There you go, folks. Strassi, one of my students, and a guy who's just out there hustling. As you can tell from all of his uh, details, he's doing everything he can to move his comedy forward, and doing all the business type things as well as writing the jokes and trying to find more time for that. Putting on his own show, hitting conferences. Just soaking it all in, doing the best he can, and I look forward to seeing and hearing more about Stravsky and his story as he gets things moving the right direction here. Thank you for listening today. Again, if you're out there and you'd like to support the show, there's two ways to do it. One way is to join Patreon. It's kind of like a online tip jar. If you enjoy the show, you can ask yourself, hey, how much do I enjoy this show? A dollar a month? Two dollars a month? Five dollars a month? Some guys even like it. Twenty dollars a month. But if you are able to... Uh, put a little something in that tip jar each month. You set it up once on patreon.com forward slash school of laughs. And uh, you can decide if whatever, a buck $1.50 uh, a month, what, whatever it is. It all helps, and uh, we're about a th- little bit more than a third of the way to the goal to uh, support the podcast by the end of the year. Basically, we're looking for 500 bucks a month total to keep the podcast alive. Another way you can help the podcast out is to check out our sponsor, Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com forward slash school of last. There's over 180,000 titles of these audiobooks that you can download and listen to right on your Android or Kindle or MP3 player, right on your iPhone. And there's a lot of good books out there. Jim Gaffigan's got one called His Dad is Fat. Uh, Tina Fey's got one called Bossy Pants. Steve Martin has one of my favorite books ever, Born Standing Up. Those are all on Audible.com, and you can get a free download plus a 30-day free trial, again, at audibletrial.com forward slash school of laughs. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. If you're a Patreon supporter, I super appreciate you, and we'll be having our Google Hangout again on October 29th from 1 to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, so mark it down on your calendar, and I'll be contacting you with more details as it gets closer. Thanks again, you guys. Travel safe, be safe out there, and write good comedy, and stay funny. Good day, Mike.
1: Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.